0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Lebron James is <laughs> historical.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, it's literally so much with the and
1: video. <laughs> 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 oh my God, the echoes are great. And J.R. is me, (laughs) That's my favorite
0: part. I just feel like it's such a, like, the piano ballad of it is so, like, outrageous. Okay, so remember, like, a couple weeks ago when I was like, Niall Horan made a song for Smallfoot? Like, the animated feature about, like, but it's like Bigfoot, but it's like Smallfoot. Of course I do. And then I listed out the cast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's coming, it's coming out pretty soon, I think.
1: And now you know for sure that Zendaya is Michi. Yeah, no one is forgetting that. LeBron James is Quongo. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, wow. I think we really locked ourselves into seeing it, like, for sure, in theaters, maybe opening night. Fuck, I
1: think you're right. <laughs> we have to. I think we now will have to literally watch it and report back.
0: Yeah, who knows? We'll see like it's kind of funny but I also like am allowing for the possibility you know what I mean I don't want to be like yeah this movie's gonna be fucking stupid and then we're like coming back with our fucking like <laughs> tails <laughs> between our legs
1: like all of us <laughs> cried Stunning the entire performance time Performance from Zendaya as Michi you know you don't
0: fucking know
1: <laughs> I don't think that I can cry the entire time if I remember this video one time <laughs> I will stop crying that's true <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Anyways, welcome to Backtrack. I'm M. I'm Jay. And we are coming to you live from
1: a conference room <laughs> in
0: a literal engineering building. It feels pretty weird, but the mics are on the table and we are in it to win it. So this past week, Cardi B featured on a song called Backing It Up. Alina Baraz released Feels Right. And Tyler, the creator, well, actually, Tyler, the creator released peach fuzz in like late June, but Spotify released it themselves this past Friday. And we're like, guys, and this isn't this even song... like
1: a now it's on Spotify thing. It was like Spotify put it on release radar and like
0: like new music Friday. On new and releases. then I was like, wow, it sounds just like that other Tyler, the creator song called. P- oh, OK. Same song. Um, But yeah, so that's exciting. And Quincy Jones released a song called Keep Reaching with Mark Ronson and uh, Chaka Khan. And it's just like a fun... I mean, for those of you who don't know who Quincy Jones is, then A, that's great because you can watch the documentary that is produced by Rashida Jones that is about Quincy Jones' life. Chaka Khan is like fully in with the 80s music scene. There's like collaborative with like Peter Cetera, like people who are like just full... 80s and nothing else and mark ronson is like now it's like 2018 yeah uh so it's a very fun funk vibe um i liked it a lot um what else
1: um rita ora came out with a new single let you love me which turns out it's produced by easy fun of pc music and although that that's not like immediately evident in terms of its like production and like synth style because it doesn't have like the like more like squeaky bubbly like PC music It is synths. very
0: syncopated which I like in the drop
1: Yeah it's ex- when it's
0: when it like hits like I wish I wish I wish or whatever yeah. I feel like that was pretty easy fun
1: Yeah but like that's what I'm saying is that while it's not PC music in terms of its sense it is uniquely easy funs like writing um, that like shows through and also like the pattern of like last chorus is like super like grand and whatever like I just found that interesting to see in another context
0: yeah 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 I remember you mentioning that during B or USA I just like I don't know something I can't tell if it's like the lyrics or the like epic sounding timbre of Rita Ora's voice but like there's a little bit of corn in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> just a little bit corny. Maybe sometimes. a few kernels. Just a little bit. I don't know. Like I wanna like the song, you know? Hmm. But I was just listening to a song Girls by Rita Ora. Yeah. Because it, like because it's in our like previous backtrack playlist, like Spotify thinks I really like enjoy it and mm-hmm. stuff. And um the behind the lyrics for that song discuss the entire like thing like the whole controversy huh I mean I guess that was like the most note like most like newsworthy part of the song so it's not that crazy but I thought that was really interesting that they like chose to showcase that because like obviously the queer community like this was all over the headlines of everyone right yeah but those that's like a power collab you know by any definition so like there's obviously gonna be people outside the queer community who are just like taking a listen and I think that's cool that now they're gonna understand what is kind of nuanced and like well depicted in the behind the lyrics so yeah
1: that's that's like a genius thing right
0: Mm -hmm. um so yeah I that's my Rita Ora factoid of the week interesting yeah um anyway that was speaking of like queer artists expressing their sexuality and sexual orientation through music. Um, this artist Handsome, who's a Sydney-based sort of indie artist electronic vibes, released a five-song EP called No Hat, No Play. And I fully fell for the cover art of like two cute girls kissing, and I was like, I'll listen to this. <laughs> like, I'll just give it a shot. Um, And then it was really fucking good. So I'm going to play what is my personal favorite song. Actually, I don't even know if it's my personal favorite song. But I'm going to play one song and then probably another song after that that I also really liked. But this one is called Save Some Love.
1: See what I mean about the indie
0: electronic vibes?
1: There's like the piano,
0: but then there's that kind of distinctive hi-hat. bit of like that vocoder at the beginning
1: yeah I in the beginning of this song I thought that there was like oh is there like also like a male vocalist here but it's like both her and I think that that's really cool yeah
0: so handsome is actually it's like one person I think by the name of Caitlin something um but yeah really creates this group dynamic almost within just like a singular individual track you know what I mean yeah Um, But the other song that I really, really like is called No Cowards, and I'm gonna be really annoying and sort of like skip to the part that I think is super distinctive. And I kind of like the synth that reminds me of like an arpeggiated strings, pizzicato kind of. Yeah, yeah. Did you catch that double clap that happened right there? (laughs) Mm-hmm. see this like funky sort of bass yeah and then in the in the background there's kind of like a almost Romeo-esque vocal effect going on yeah anyways so yeah that is the handsome EP there's like three other songs on it but that's just kind of like a taste of the genre more or less you know what I mean yeah um also Lou Phelps came out with a new album it is called 002002 slash love me and we talked about the come inside ktrenada edit last week and despite that being an edit it actually is kind of uh, like representative and fits along with the rest of the songs in terms of vibe they all have this kind of funky percussive bassy instrumental to them and Luke phelps is kind of he's he i know he's not really in the same sound cloudy genre of internet james and toby lou and stuff but he has the same kind of grounded down-to-earth Thoughtful sort of content. So, yeah, yeah. The album kind of maintains that vibe. Speaking of albums.
1: Yeah. So, um, Brockhampton.
0: <laughs> I knew it was coming. It has Fucking an album. Brockhampton.
1: Okay. But this is like an incredibly highly anticipated album. Um, it's a
0: finger on the pulse of the youths.
1: Not just the youths. And I won't get to that. Um, but. <laughs> iridescence is their fourth studio album um and they were i, I was like looking at all of their tweets they've been tweeting like a shit ton since the album has has come out and one of them was was talking about how the fourth album of every artist is always the most interesting uh is apparently what they were saying who what other like
0: i'm not saying it's wrong the but first like, example
1: was radiohead that they gave
0: okay can you name one song by radiohead
1: uh videotape
0: name another song by radiohead
1: i can't and the reason why i can name videotape is because it gets (laughs) sampled on this album so i listened
0: great do you know who johnny greenwood is
1: (laughs) someone associated with radio god
0: fucking damn it it's okay we all have musical gaps although i'm not even a fucking like radiohead knower of things (laughs) <laughs> you know, I really don't. I'm really not. So I don't know why I'm laughing at you like I'm a fucking connoisseur. But anyways, you were saying that the fourth album of every artist is the most interesting. And I totally with you. To according to
1: a person. Brockhampton.
0: Oh, according to Brockhampton.
1: Oh, yeah, they tweeted that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That's why it's relevant.
0: Gotcha. I thought it was just some person on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be really funny if I just tried to quote some random <laughs> person on Twitter. I tweeted that <laughs> the fourth somebody. album is always more People
0: are saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, okay, continue.
1: Anyways, this album was so hyped up because you have to understand that it was about to be released when Amir Van was like kicked out. And right then, i remember that or like puppy quote unquote or we don't know if it's the right. same album or whatever sure, sure, sure. but puppy was going to be released then there was like team effort the best years of our lives was what it was called and then they were like oh no it's iridescence now and then they were like we're oh releasing yeah
0: with it. all of the years yeah right right
1: 1999 right. wildfire 1998 uh diana? truman and 1997 oh, diana right. are not on this album whoa yeah
0: damn he really wasn't joking when he was like i have five more albums inside my yeah that's
1: how that's how he is damn
0: what the fuck okay got it yeah i'm with you i'm ready so
1: and so that's why everyone was like hype as fuck and so the theme for this is like if you've seen the album art it's like thermal yeah 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 and so everyone was changing their twitter icons to like thermal shit okay and so it was like this big like fan-wide thing or whatever but then also, I saw a tweet from Diplo. Literal
0: said, Diplo. White boy someone- be everywhere. Yes.
1: <laughs> Diplo literally tweeted, can someone make my avatar thermal? I want to stay in Brockhampton. And his <laughs> avatar is still thermal. Oh. And I also saw, lit- get you're not ready.
0: I really am not.
1: Burger King.
0: No fucking way
1: <laughs> burger king That's Change their avatar to thermal no
0: way dude burger king is truly like the litmus test of the youth and like also wendy's wendy's has an amazing
1: and theater. they had like a picture of the burger king himself <laughs> wearing headphones and in what? thermal <laughs> in, like thermal yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. And then one of the members made that his icon is the Burger King listening to music.
0: Oh, the oh my god. This is like the power of the internet. This like layers on layers <laughs> and layers yeah, of Yeah, I names. don't know why it
1: happened, but it, it did. Yeah. Anyways, with respect to the actual album, <laughs> yeah. the production of it, um, the production style actually like struck me because it's like changed a lot, which I mean, I guess we had to expect because it's been a while since they released an album or i guess like it's it's a lot different than even the singles that were released Mm -hmm. um which i guess also makes sense because those aren't on this album it's a different album yeah plus Um, i feel
0: like internet years are sort of like dog years you know it's like there's seven (laughs) internet years in every one year (laughs) time moves differently
1: yeah Another thing that I thought was really interesting is that um, I think it was one of the producers, because they have like three or four uh, producers that are a part of the group. Okay. Uh, one of them tweeted that one of the biggest uh, inspirations for the album was current female pop stars. And the first one that they cited was Charlie XCX.
0: I want to be surprised by that because, like, theoretically, I am surprised by that, but just like 2018. And Charlie XCX has taught me to never be surprised when Charlie just fucking pops up.
1: Yeah, but also, like, Charlie XCX has been writing pop songs for. Yeah. years and years like yeah. before she before pc music and yeah. everything
0: no totally um, she even wrote tears and tantrums the song that we literally were like this sounds kind of charlie and then I and it's it actually
1: up, really funny because it's fucking
0: like co-written by charlie XCX. she
1: probably did like literally like background
0: vocals or something
1: well no like the, charlie probably like sung it first and that's why she says i can't stop crying on the dance floor and then she says i can't control these tears and tantrums I was listening to it Whoa. again and she says it both ways.
0: Wow. That's some fucking conspiracy shit. Anyways, Charlie XCX um, everywhere.
1: But yeah, no, and that actually came through. Like a couple of songs they literally sound like some Sophie and Umru shit. Like Damn. production that has been done for Charlie XCX. So like like weird like motorcycle noises and that kind of shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um there are also a lot of really cool samples which is like Kind of the custom for them, but like um, some of them that were really interesting. The song "Honey" samples "Dance for You" by Beyonce. Love that. Um, they like <laughs> it, Kevin Abstract literally was like on Twitter like, "Thank you, Jaden Smith, Beyonce, and Serpent with feet." And I was like, "That's a interesting." mix of people <laughs> crazy and i like was, squad and i already knew that serpent with feet was featured on one of the songs and i was like did they get a fucking beyonce feature on this <laughs> that album would
0: be wild
1: <laughs> and no they didn't they sampled the song but still to sample yeah. a beyonce song and like have permission for that is still pretty True. rogue um the main, uh, single that they released before the album, they actually didn't want to have any singles released before the album, but then they were just like, we have a video for it, so we're just going to put it out, like, a few <laughs> hours before the album comes out. <laughs> but yeah, so on Juvert, uh, the main, like, beat samples a Soka track, um, Ay. which is cool because, like, one of their producers, uh, Jabari, like, was literally like, I did this, like, for the culture, like, cause it was oh like he wanted awesome. it to be like a cool little like tribute, mm-hmm. um, and then tape samples, video tape by Radiohead. <laughs>
0: hashtag cultured, hashtag which is hipster.
1: Why I know that one song. By FYI, um, but yeah, in terms of messaging on the album, uh, they seem to the members seem to speak a lot more personally about like uh, how fame has affected them, and also talking about the uh kicking out Amir uh in the wake of multiple abuse allegations. That was messy. Yeah. And I think that's like a part of the album. It's just like, you know, like they have like regrouped. They like canceled everything suddenly and then they like started working again and now they've regrouped and now they're back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that uh line of thought kind of reaches its peak in the song Wait and uh, Kevin Abstract Starts talking about like his relationship with his family. Um, he used to like diss his mom in like a bunch of songs because like they had a complicated relationship with respect to like him coming out and they his family wasn't super accepting. Um, but like in Wait, he talks about his current relationship with his family and how like complicated it is, but like he's like still trying to like salvage it and everything was just made so weird by like him having fame and him coming out Mm -hmm. and that like everything was like Mm semi-public with that um
0: that kind of reminds me of that black post you remember after mac miller when he was like you think that achieving all of your dreams and like getting fame and achieving things is going to like make everything better but then you realize you still have like issues that you have to deal with and like pain and complexity but now you're doing it with like no time no bandwidth no like space to really sort it out for yourself Mm -hmm.
1: and he literally was like fame is so like crazy now that like i miss when my biggest problem was that like i like found out that i was gay and like had to be closeted even though like that's also an extremely difficult situation but he like he yeah. literally is like I miss before Brockhampton on that song Damn. and the other members also have lines that relate to like their personal struggles um like Joba was talking about his like problems with substance abuse and how like the group has helped him through that he tweeted that he wouldn't be here without Brockhampton I
0: saw that tweet yeah
1: um Merlin also has like lines that reference the fact that he probably would have been homeless if it weren't for Brockhampton because Jeez. he dropped out of school freshman year he went to UT Austin and he dropped out at the end of freshman year to be a part of Brockhampton and so if it hadn't worked out then like oh wow. he probably would have been homeless damn um as for specific songs on the album that I really enjoyed um uh, I think that the album itself is not so much something that you pick one or two songs off and then you just kind of like listen to them in isolation, just like kind of whenever. It's more of like a thing that you listen to all the way through as like a sort of experience. But if I had to pick uh, ones that were sort of like highlighted to me, the first song, New Orleans, is like... Like, it has some, like, harsher style production that I wasn't super down for, like, the first listen, but it really grew on me and like, in other listens because there are these really cool, well-timed face hits. Mm-hmm. Check this out. And Kevin Abstract's, like, rhythm on his verse, which is, like, the chorus, sort of, or, like, the hook, has uh, those hits in, like, the perfect place that, like, um sort Compliment of accents yeah, yeah, yeah. his rhythm um and then also the jaden smith feature is on that hey. so like jaden smith takes a turn at doing the chorus which is fun um and then that song transitions into the next one which is uh thug life and it's like an interpolation of the first song that's like fun and like softer and like like cute like vocal riffs from Bareface yeah. and like Takes some of the lines and puts it in the other one. So those two are really great. Something about him is kind of inserted in there, and it's like literally this like cute little love song that Kevin Abstract wrote for his boyfriend. That it's, is adorable. And people were saying that it was his version of Pete Davidson on the <laughs> swinger album. <laughs> um And then of course there's Tanya, which was already previously premiered on Jimmy Fallon. And Serpent with Feet is a featured on that song it's really really pretty um but one last thing about the album is that on the last song fabric it has like this little like outro that kind of sounds like a post-credit scene almost it's literally just like iphone recorded whatever conversations Mm -hmm. but it references the fact that the best years of our lives is actually a trilogy
0: like saturation style? like
1: saturation and iridescence is the first part of that trilogy got it so got it. more to come who knows if they're going to be doing this like crazy timeline again where it's like three three albums one year or whatever but damn, damn. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: anyhow that's brockhampton great album fourth album most interesting quote unquote
1: yeah not like a album that's chock full of bangers like the saturation trilogy is but a very interesting album and i would definitely give it a listen
0: yeah um also in the very very large umbrella we call rap open mike eagle who was a super like independent in like the real 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 sense like chance is independent but like then there's open Mike eagle who's like hella independent um released a song called relatable and it's off of an upcoming album so really excited for that and the song is endearing it talks about like the sort of everyday anxieties of like performative small talk and like having a vegetable stuck in your like garbage disposal like things like that like (laughs) you know it's it is just actually relatable I don't know it's um and it's well produced I think like the his flow if you listen to like older albums like Brick Body Kids Still Daydream you get a better sense of what Open Mike Eagles flow nominally sounds like and yeah. then after listening to Relatable you can hear the sort of like effort that I think complements this the content which is like uh like everyday life is kind of hard these anxieties and these challenges like the way he delivers those lines mm-hmm. is like in tune with that which i thought was kind of cool yeah um nao nailed it nao has a new song called drive and disconnect and it has some fun dance hall vibes it's not the usual like amazing exemplifying of her vocal range but it's still like a very fun tune that i feel like i have been listening to all weekend so <laughs> there's that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so I saw a single on new releases that intrigued me because it said it was a song by Gallant and Sufjan Stevens. And
0: it's called Too Good To Be True with no spaces and in all caps.
1: I am y- yes. And I was like, this is interesting. Gallant's really been uh, doing a lot of collaborations. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's another comma there. And it said Rebecca S., dot 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 and I was like huh that's so funny that's like the first few letters of the name Rebecca Sugar and lo and behold she's literally fucking on it
0: so why don't yeah let's let's just break that down so Gallant is like weight in gold R&B up and coming like dude okay like released um an album I think in maybe 2016 that ology album with like bourbon on it yeah um, super talented. Sufjan is either a very gay or very religious or perhaps both indie <laughs> artist who I have who? trouble listening to because I keep crying every time I listen to him. Yes. Um, And then Rebecca Sugar.
1: Is an animator and storyboard artist and writer of very, in- very fun, interesting and emotional music for her shows, usually.
0: Like... F- all the songs on Adventure Time, that people are like, man, those low key make me cry. Yeah, those are like written. Most by of Rebecca them are Sugar. written
1: by Rebecca Sugar. Yeah, and now she's just collaborating with Gallant and Souvion Stevens, I guess. Which I, I, I feel guess... like I can
0: sort of make those connections. Like if you think like Rebecca Sugar, Cartoon Network, Steven Universe, We Bare Bears, Gallant, like they kind <laughs> of run in the. It's like a fucking fantasy league. It's like we've drafted Gallant, Sufjan Stevens, and Rebecca Sugar (laughs) to make a song. And everyone's like, that would never exist, but that would be cool. But here it is. It actually does exist.
1: (laughs) And it's really pretty. It's very slow and it's really pretty. And I just, I wasn't expecting it all to like flow so well because I was expecting it more to be like, I don't know. Like one verse Galen. Literally, and then one yeah. I have no Steven idea what I like, would have
0: expected. There's a lot to be said for a collab that does not disappoint. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of collabs that do disappoint. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to talk about them right now. <laughs> um, but anyways.
1: Yeah. So uh, one single that I will I will confess I'm a little bit late on. I'm a week late on it. Um, Demo Taped came out with a new single featuring Jarrah burns I we figured like out s- how to say yeah her name. i fucked
0: up i said like Haida burns because i think i had just been doing like too much reggaeton announcements or and something. that's a
1: really cool name and then we found out that it's jara rhymes with sarah like the word chair but it's jara but it's jara so yeah
0: this is slower than a normal demo tape song though but- just wait woke up in the middle of the night like
1: that feeling when you're falling from a flight right back home I wish you were home Having trouble thinking about the fight we had the way you're looking at me say you're never coming back home oh I wish you were home there's I can sleep when you're on the claps, they always get me else, I'm myself I'm sunk and bed and you're stuck in my head, loving everyone
0: Oh. i like those little bass things where it's like doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah
1: um so i guess whenever we guess somebody's name we always guess it wrong kind of huh mm-hmm.
0: yep that's uh, pretty accurate
1: um <laughs> but nonetheless great song from Demo Taped uh I've been following Demo Taped since I found uh open arms on SoundCloud so like I'm kind of sad that I'm a week late on this but definitely glad I didn't miss it so
0: yeah and I did miss it and I also like Demo Taped so however late you were I was late plus two days because literally right now is when I'm finding (laughs) out about it so yeah um okay Anyway, other albums. Lupe Fiasco came out with an album called Drogas Wave. Um, It is his seventh studio album. So some people say that the seventh album is the most interesting. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it has been a very long time since I have truly had to say like no spoilers for an album but this is like really actually no spoilers so um like i don't even know if i would call it like an album like it is an album because it's such a complete like it fulfills every definition of an album but like that feels reductionary yeah to call it that is that the word reductionist reductionist uh,
1: both of those sound like words and we know what (laughs) you're saying
0: (laughs) Um. Okay, so the album is about slavery, okay? It is about Afrofuturism. It is about the oppression of black and brown and even indigenous lives and livelihoods and cultures. Like he yeah. talks about the Wounded Knee Massacre in there. It is about modern slavery and gang violence. It is like very, very powerful and also very, it's like a history lesson, but it's also a poem like for example the way he communicates the magnitude of the slave trade yeah is there's a verse that's just listing the names of of boats that were used for slave trade like mm. the amistad the caroline the like it's just it's just listing all of them and like it just goes on and on and it real it like really makes real yeah the sense like the magnitude to which humans did this to each other yeah yeah and like let me just read you just a couple stanzas so you understand the level that we are working on okay so this is from the song kingdom I picked a stanza that like it wouldn't spoil anything Mm -hmm. suicide it's suicide you and I wouldn't do divide who arrived to see you survive it means two would die to make you alive it means you should write for the two that died it means you arrived with the youth inside your king you align with the truth inside of things wise to the lies that youth provide and bring war that's eight lines and they rhyme the last like six syllables of every single line yeah like
1: i see what you're talking about with like fucking homer (laughs) yeah
0: like (laughs) it's fucking nuts yeah there was one line where he talks about like crooked like owen and i was like thank god a normal-ass pop culture reference to Owen Wilson. Thank the dear Lord. <laughs> like, he li- There was another line where it's like, aesthetics to ascetics. And I was like, I was like, God damn it. I had to pause the song so I could like look up what the word ascetics means. I was like, holy shit, this is a time. This is a fucking time. <laughs> Basically, similar to the literal fucking odyssey. This work is very, very dense, and you can easily miss things if you're not careful. It, like, literally, took me five hours to listen to it one time. Um, and there is actually a Lupe Fiasco curated Reddit thread, like an accompanying Reddit thread where he explains the concepts behind some of the songs. And then there's also Genius, which is like the Spark Notes of rap. Mm. It's actually the Spark Notes of Spark Notes now because it has like the Great Gatsby and shit on it. But
1: on Genius, yeah, bruh.
0: Yeah. Isn't it
1: called (laughs) Rap
0: Genius? No, that's why they changed it just to Genius, Dadoi.
1: So that they... (laughs) I I did (laughs) not know that. (laughs) But also, I wouldn't necessarily call Genius the spark notes of it, because they do have, like, verified shit, and also... Okay,
0: not spark notes in the sense that it,
1: like, boils it
0: down, but spark notes in the sense that, like, it helps you glean a more complete understanding okay. of what the author meant. Whatever. I
1: got you. I got you.
0: Like, I feel I like guess scholars in this one, could it's eventually, more like that, but yeah, like scholars will eventually arrive at the same consensus that Lupe Fiasco has provided when they inevitably study Drogas Wave. <laughs> but genius makes it faster and the Reddit thread makes it faster still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like Lupe Fiasco literally creates this world And then, like, raps about it. And raps true to character very, very, very well about it. Like, it's one thing to be, like, in your songs and say, like, we on Mars or whatever. Like, we on a spaceship, we're out of here type of thing. Yeah. Which comes across in a lot of songs, like, increasingly. Yeah. And I feel like that is a thoughtful nod towards like, or homage to Afrofuturist works of literature and music. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of like books that have been written about that. There's like 80 you know, mm-hmm. there's, but to say something like we're on Mars is like to call that to mind and kind of, that's it. Yeah. It is on a completely different level to go ahead and create lore of your own that contributes to that field mm-hmm. of literature and music. Yeah. And like the Afrofuturist imaginings go beyond just the concept of like slave trade to tie back to events in Chicago, in Syria, in New Orleans, in Jamaica, you know, like on Allen Forever and Janila Forever. And even between those songs, there's like a continuity, like intra album. -hmm. Like the songs reference each other. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. But yeah, I think that's kind of like all I can say without ruining it. It's literally a sung-through like musical or something. Yeah, and I highly recommend reading the Reddit thread and reading along because it's dense as fuck. But it actually like
1: yeah, it's amazing. What you have told me about the lore, it sounds really cool. So
0: yeah i think i also was like particularly like affected because i've been reading children of blood and bone
1: Mm. um
0: which is like a teen novel it's so fucking good
1: novel for teens (laughs) (laughs) okay um here's here's something on to
0: mindless dribble just kidding but this is how i felt about literally all music after i was done with the album (laughs) i was like everything is meaningless dribble except for this album (laughs)
1: Yeesh. anyways
0: continuing on this with actual... the drivel you love i know it really is
1: <laughs> okay because hi tom came out with a new single and it's featuring the same dude who is in the sending good memes yeah you really come through a song
0: <laughs> this truly is the drivel i love
1: <laughs> so yeah uh All right, are you ready because it. it's it's called v okay Just us shining. on with her, but I'm writing.
0: Sounds I sent good, good memes. <laughs> to <try> to <laughs> sometimes just us. Sometimes
1: oh we'll highlight. Some nights I find you I a <laughs> in a drawing figure. The bass hits come in a little bit later. Bit
0: I like that it's the, it maintains the syncopation and the percussion but it actually has different instruments than I feel like I'm used to high Tom having
1: yeah yeah it still does keep like his signature like song writing style though in terms of the that syncopation and the fun bass hits which yeah is what yeah, I love. yeah yeah um other singles cream has a new single with a k yeah cream with a k all caps um Decisions featuring Maya Wright and yeah so I guess we still we still make deep house music and it's like kind of a good song so
0: Cream is like more melodic than the, the typical deep house I, I yeah
1: okay you're right but I would still call it deep house because it's house and it's deep okay <laughs> <laughs> nothing can ever r- it's like, like when really you're... be as good as the two original remix but oh true true it's true a, it's a very good song.
0: Yeah. Cream is Deep House in the sense that Toby Lou is a SoundCloud rapper. Like,
1: yeah. he's a rapper on okay. SoundCloud.
0: It's House That Is Deep. But is it Deep House TM?
1: Okay. Maybe nay. That's fair. That's.
0: Or fair. maybe it is. I don't know. Who knows? Genres are a lie. Anywho,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got any singles?
0: Um yeah. So Berson, Lemaitre, and Josh Pan collaborated on It's Not This and I feel like Josh Pan for me was like full SoundCloud. Oh yeah. Um and then Lemaitre, Lemaitre, who knows? Um is like that French producer that we've talked about a bunch of times and Yay. he has a very like hard hitting disco style. Mm-hmm. Um and then Bearson, I don't wanna like call it Tropical House, but like Barrison came of age. Yeah, Barrison
1: rose during Tropical like, House. Like
0: Tropical Beachy House, but I don't wouldn't necessarily limit Barrison to that. Um so yeah, it's a fucking squad and a half, and their styles really come through. I thought that was a nice single. And then Weathen has a new song called Radar with Han, um, who honed themselves, yellow clawed themselves <laughs> earlier this year. Um but yeah, I think we talked about non-disappointing collabs with uh, Gallant Sufjan and Rebecca Sugar. And this is, I would also say, a non-disappointing collab. Um, I don't quite know if it tops super love just because I was like such a sucker for the Oh Wonder and like the particular drop of that one. But this one's <laughs> still pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's it. I think that's all for me.
1: Cool. Um there's a little baby EP coming out from uh, Parks Burton, which I'm also a week late on. But, okay, here's what's cute about it is that Parks Burton's recent album was called Pair P-A-R-E, and then this little EP is called Parenthesis. <laughs> um, and it's just got, like, some outtakes. There's an acoustic version of one of the songs on the album. There's an extra song, and then there's, like, a few remixes of songs on the album, the extra song is called uh, "Don't Stare" and it has some really cool syncopation on it. That's like very classically Parks Burton style, like in uh, "Lemon and Lime."
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think lemon and,
0: uh, "Lemon and Lime" was our first coverage of Parks Burton? Question mark.
1: Um, I definitely mentioned it in our first coverage because yeah. that one—that's one of the ones that I found out through secret songs.
0: Gotcha, gotcha.
1: Um. And we have checked
0: our box for saying the word secret songs. Oh,
1: we about to in about two more seconds. Oh, right.
0: I forgot about Ryan Hemsworth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then there's also a Short Circles remix um, uh, of the song Anyone. And that was like really cute and like happy. And I wasn't really expecting it because normally like Parks Burton is all like chill vibes and beep boops. So.
0: Chill vibes and beep boops. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Speaking of which, I did say that I was about to say secret songs. I know. Secret songs curator and head person Ryan Hemsworth came out with an album. E forty collaborator Ryan Hemsworth. <laughs> e forty <collaborator>. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so Ryan Hemsworth's new album is called Elsewhere, and it's. Really fun. Like I really suggest everybody take a listen to it, especially because there's like a wide variety of stuff on there. It's like a fun little like bento portfolio from <laughs> Ryan a Little bento box. Um, like it has. I think it showcases how his style can come through or like his his production style can come through on different styles of songs. Right. Um, like
0: different manifestations is is Yeah, what like cuz yeah. like
1: he has like some cool rap production that's like slower that really takes advantage of his like cool like frequency shifts and like then there's like stuff that's more heavy on the on the woody sense and like the cutesy vibes with like with Special Girl that's with Tomo Guguga and then there's like this one song that I really like called The Butterfly Effect with Amber Perkins. And it's got, like, a slower, like, more R&B-style vibes. And it's really cute song. But, yeah, just, like, full of bops. The only one that doesn't have features on it is called Ego Ride. Mm-hmm. And that one, uh, I was expecting, like, something that was, like, very classically Ryan Hemsworth and, like, contemplative and, like, sort of melancholy and, like, whatever. But yeah, that one yeah, was yeah. also super fun and, like, kind of upbeat. So it was just, like, this is just, like... Just a fun party time over here. <laughs> great. So just like, if you need to pick me up and you want to like add some bops, look through the album and you're going to find something probably because yeah. there's so much shit on there. Yeah, that's true. I just want to play the butterfly effect only because I've been listening to it so many times.
0: It does not sound like the Travis Scott song at all. That walk down was very Ryan
1: Hemsworth Yeah The drop is really fun because of the Like the lyrics have like these Kind of like cut like consonants That are like super fun
0: This is a really cool like I don't know how I would like Genre this you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that's like kind of where Ryan comes with gets this like distinctive sound, you know, like that's why something like Secret Songs exists is because it like is a place of just like a collection of all those people who have that kind of vibe yeah. to them.
0: Yeah. Genre's a lie, gender's a lie, <laughs> and there you have it.
1: So is it backtrack time?
0: Shit, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Do you want to go first?
0: I will go first. Do you know this song? I don't think so. You actually don't know this song.
1: No, this sounds really familiar, but
0: it's a Charlie XCX song. You really oh, there around? she is. Yeah. I didn't listen to
1: Charlie XCX very much prior to her PC music okay.
0: association. Okay, I'm just going so to skip to the chorus because I feel like too. I want to show you this- charlie xcx song need your love okay and it came out a while ago maybe 2015 Hmm. and I don't even think I was big on charlie xcx at that time yeah
1: that's what I was that was the first thing I was gonna say is I was like did you listen to charlie xcx before
0: no I kind of found her yeah no 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 but I feel like this is a really beautiful rework of the song because this is something that I probably wouldn't expect to be like Charlie XCX's vibe, this slow, pensive kind of like essence. Mm -hmm. And I think Japanese Wallpaper, who is this very mellow artist and has a lot of songs that are kind of on this slower, like ethereal, bell, shimmery vibe yeah um they just come together so well like i love the arpeggiation at the beginning
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then the like percussion in the chorus where it's like do ch- do ch- do do ch- do do like yeah. it's a slowed down turned down pop song mm-hmm. and the background vocals just add so much like i just feel like each increasing layer of the production makes it feel even sweeter and even cuter but not in a way that goes overboard
1: yeah yeah um
0: and so i think like in the context like i just like the song but in the context of charlie xcx's current work which is very bubbly synthy metallic kind of industrial almost i feel like this contrasts that so well and it would be something that like i i just felt like that was an interesting track in the backtrack sense like to literally go back and look at The difference between like a older Charlie XCX and like the potential reworks and current. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very cute, you know, it's like nice to listen to. (laughs) It's just pleasant.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's all you. Okay. Are you ready? Yachty at H6. <laughs> How dare you say that about her? <laughs> this is Sarah.
0: Oh fuck. <laughs> AKA Yachty as a child. Sexy, my little baby, sexy, and notice. This is a
1: bomb. <laughs> Swerve by Stara and Diplo from the Stara x Diplo EP.
0: This is a toned down Diplo release.
1: I know, right? But I guess Diplo was like, I correctly identifying Stara as like a brilliant human being. (laughs) Um, Okay, so backstory on this. Um, So remember how we were saying in like the Sophie concert and there's the one Stara song that was like, really fucking good that the lock people it up are one. calling it lock it up yeah mm-hmm. and so I was like looking up Sarah and I was just like please please let this release like I found her like Twitter or whatever and I was like she's like retweeting a lot of stuff about Havana by Camila Cabello and why is she doing that so I like look up her Wikipedia she co-wrote Havana the fuck? she co-wrote Havana by Camila Cabello this and chick's rogue as fuck she co-wrote so much shit that you would not think that she has like what else so first off there's fucking needed me by rihanna oh what yeah <laughs> fake love by drake she co-wrote fake love like that's one a, of the wait, most iconic insane. drake songs she co-wrote that
0: debatable but yes
1: okay true colors by the weekend Um, fucking Swish Swish by Katy Perry featuring (laughs) Nicki Minaj. She co-wrote that.
0: That song is like top 10 most petty songs, maybe. (laughs) For better or for worse, you know?
1: Yeah. She also co-wrote Now or Never by Halsey.
0: What the fuck? This is such a wide range. It's like that one guy who had that Sims 4 soundtrack. (laughs)
1: Literally, and more recently, she has co-written both Maroon 5 featuring Scissor, What Lovers Do, and Girls Like You.
0: Whoa. Stara
1: co-wrote Girls Like You.
0: What the fuck? Yeah. That's fucking madness. There's, like,
1: one interview with her, and she's like, yeah, I'm a very private person. And then the the article is literally like, yeah, people literally just, like, call her up to the studio. She, like, hears some stuff. She, like, ad some shit and then leaves. And then it's, like, gold. And so, like, that's why... I was just like, oh, shit, like, Stara is a genius. But then I was just like, damn, now I need something to, like, fill this void that, like, Log It Up has left me. So literally for the past week, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that one time that she collabed with Diplo. And so then I, like, re-added the entire EP. And Swerve has always been the star of that EP. Yeah. Or the Stara, if you will. Um Boo!
0: (laughs) Get off the stage!
1: I know it was terrible. I instantly regretted saying
0: it. (laughs) It's good. This episode's almost over.
1: (laughs) Okay, but I also just wanted to and wanted to do that one specifically because it's so cute. It's like literally her being like, "Yeah, like she's like so cute." That's part of the lyrics. Okay, she's talking about how her lover is like so hot. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. All everybody hits on her, and then she swerves on all of them. Wow. That's beautiful. Stara's a legend, and I love her. And I really want that <laughs> fucking collab to release. Please. <laughs> please, Stara. Do it for me. Oh,
0: wow. All right. I guess that's it. Uh, we
1: wrapped it up. Don't forget to like and subscribe.
0: You always sound so like low energy when you say it.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow us on Spotify. Follow our other profile on Spotify that makes the playlist. Yeah. Um
0: so you can hear all that good shit. Podcast. What else is there? Uh tweet at us. Tweet at us. Yeah. That's the last one. Tweet at us. But yeah. See you guys next week. bye, bye.